Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero Podcast. Did they have more than one bottle of that? Yeah, they had two. Did you get two? No, because they wouldn't let me buy uh, Of course not. They're the ones that... Uh, they have a limit. They won't fill well, it. They're, they're the ones that got in trouble with High West. They're the ones that got their allocations. Oh. So, uh, anyway, hello guys. Welcome back to the Crowds Grill Podcast. You're here with the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And, uh, oh, sorry, the Bourbon Cowboy. <laughs> and uh, we are back here for the first podcast of the year at our OG sponsor, Lit Cigar Lounge. So... It was actually kind of funny. We were, we were thinking about what to drink today or what to pour today. And, uh, well, I grabbed it and then the cowboy bought the same bottle. So it's all good. We're going to get into it yeah, and have fun. We do good shit like that. We do. We, we planned know, ahead. Just no, in case. we don't. We all fly by the hip. Well, this is true. But I'm trying to make it sound better than we got lucky. But uh, so we're smoking something we've never had. Well, we're drinking something that we, we have had, but... It's an interesting story behind it because you would never guess in a million years that we'd be sitting here drinking it, uh, but we are. Um, so well, we're not we're not blindly into this. Um, we had heard good things about it, and then Lit got just I just happened to be in here one afternoon and they had it in, and I'd read good things about it, and then. You know, gobbled it down, and it was. Well, here, let's do the inaugural yeah. cheers on that, and then let's take a sip, and then you tell everybody what we're sipping yeah. on. Yeah. Tell you, it's just so much different. Well, there is. Okay, so what we're what we are doing? It's the new Jack Daniels bonded. And um, it's getting a lot of good reviews. Well, it also I love took, the bottle. It, it took number one in whiskey advocate this year. That was yeah. the big push, right? That's that's what the the shock and awe factor was that it picked up right inside there. You know. Now I've heard some people uh, in my group who don't particularly care for it, but I'm just reminding everybody that. The Bonded, you know, is a four-year same distiller, um, you know, 51% corn, then you can do whatever you want after that. Um, has to be in a four-year oak barrel, and, you know, it's government-regulated. Right. So, it's a four-year product. And let's remember, guys, that what, what the Cowboys talk about is dead on. Bonded is bottle and bond. It's just a different framing word for it, or a display word for it, I'd say. I think I like bonded better, kind of, but it's whatever. it's it's cooler, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just that first taste, and we haven't got all the cigars yet, and I think that makes a big difference when we're tasting things. I think, but it doesn't have the complexity that some of the other ones have. I think, but 
it doesn't, it, you know, Jack Daniels, we don't drink Jack Daniels. Uh, I may have, like, 40 years ago, maybe, right. Like right. Jack and Coke or something when you're young. But it's just too sweet, and it hasn't been prevalent in today's market, especially what, what we drink. But this is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, There is a sweet. It's interesting because, like, if... Actually, bring that back. Bring that bottle back. Read what it says on the side. That's interesting. It says bonded. Oh, I get it. Okay, the name of the whiskey is Jack Daniels Bonded yeah. Bottle and Bond. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry, because it's it's got them both on the side, right? On the side of it. Um, I was talking to to, to Brian Snyder, the owner of Wit, when it when it hit, and he, he sent me a, a text and said, "Hey, this was coming to the shop today." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh man, did we get something to try it?" And then he goes, "Took number one in Whiskey Advocate." And I was like, "Well, damn!" So we got a case of it and uh, um, got into it and tasted it, and it was actually surprising because like normally when you sit in with for me Jack Daniels. It's very, very caramel-driven, um, but it's almost sour, you know? That's what Jack Daniels is to me. And, like, you smell it, and it just, like, it just, I don't know, it makes me gag. I don't know what it is. It kind of, my first impression, of course, we're going to drink some more of it, because we have quite a bit of it now, but we, uh, it hit me as just a little bit of sweet, a little caramel, uh, maybe a few spicy notes. And it, and it was around there and it just kind of went down a little bit and it wasn't overpowering in any of them. I just felt like it was it, it was pretty pretty good. I mean, you know, I think we'll just, we'll talk more about it as yeah. we get into it. Well, well I, guess, I guess what I'm leaning to is I want to say is like that's, that's, with the first taste on this, much like when we did that Koi Hill, it was like 147 or something like that. 14147 oh, okay. somewhere yeah, yeah, in there, yeah. right? A Jack Daniels product. I've never been one that was able to find a difference between Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels single barrel, gentleman Jack, right? Couldn't really, you know, you can taste the Jack Daniels in it. This kind of falls in line just on that initial taste we did. Remember like the first time we did Uncle Nears? Yeah. With Lavar and like we you drank and you were like, well this is what like Jack Daniels you think this is Tennessee whiskey? Well, you'd want Tennessee whiskey to taste like. That's where this already jumps in. Like this is good. I, I enjoy. I enjoy this. You know. So, yeah. All right, you get your scar cut. Yeah, let's like. All right, so what we're smoking to start the year off on the podcast is the Prometheus God of Fire Serie B. This is the Dia de Mides. Um, this is just a special size that's done in the cigar. You guys can see that there. Um, Lit Cigar Lounge became a Prometheus dealer in the middle of January. So it's a very exclusive kind of, I shouldn't say it that way. It's, it's an application process through Fuente that gets you locked in. Uh, any shop can aspire towards it. It is attainable, but Lit did lock it down. So that gives it gives access to all the Prometheus product, um, as well as some of the Sencio uh, factory things that they're playing with now. And then we also have the God of Fire region. So the Cowboy and I have actually smoked the God of Fire before. We smoked the Carlitos that were in red tubes when we were in Key West two years ago at Green Street. Those, those red tubes that we smoked, yeah, those were God of Fires. Um, now these, the God of Fire Series Bs, they're the 2019 vintage. These come in a black tube that I love insanely. I, I love that cigar in that tube. 
the cedar age to it just gives it this really wild flavor it's unlike anything else I've smoked, right? Um, but we have these, these diatomines. Unique, uh, you can't even wave. Unique, um, unique size. And then go dead into the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper and then Dominican minor fillers, right? So these are made by Fuente. But I think that these produce the best flavor profile and strength inside all our Fuente. I really So think. this is primarily uh, Dominican wrapper and yep. filler? Yep, it is Dominican wrapper and filler. And then uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro, sorry. So extra, extra aged wrapper on top. What is it about the not waving thing today? I went right down the street today and my neighbor's pregnant. And she didn't even look at me. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she don't like me. Entitlement. It's a thing. She's it's practicing Karen. Probably. I don't know. It just sounds fun when you say it. Well... So we did have a killer end of the year event on your birthday. Oh, that's right. Was a blast. We were out here with uh, Mark Sutherland, the launch of Stolock Whiskey. Uh, this place was standing room only for... Well, I guess we got here... Shit, what time? Four, About four five. forty-five, five. Yeah. yeah. And it was packed. There was not a seat when we walked in. Yeah. And then we set up, uh, uh, set up everything, and it just seemed like probably about 10 people left, and then about 20 more people came in. It just was like, and then it just got crazier. The music started. It was, uh, I thought the music was really good. I thought, well, what was the name of that guy? Do we remember? No, his name was Adam. Adam something. But he has a band, and he he's got a, he's got a local set. He's got a local band that, that plays and stuff up, so... <laughs> Uh, but it was cool. We, it was kind of the the box layout. Um, Cyclops and Hood. We sold a bunch of Cyclops and Hooligan boxes. Uh, moved to Reaper box as well. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool. Uh, it was a good way to end the night. And then we went over to Annie Guns. Uh, we jumped into that little Booker's you got in there. Oh yeah. Uh, that baby. We almost finished that bottle. Almost. Well, I that was the yesterday. end of the night. But we almost finished that bottle. And. Uh, but I thought it was, um, and, and I've only had the tea um, one time as well, so I want to go back and try it again. I have a bottle of that. The first one this year, I don't think me and you agreed we didn't really care for it at all. The last year. 22 now. Remember that's last year. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the 2201. Yeah, that was the, the tea one. Was that no, the no, tea no, one? No. Uh, the first one... I don't even remember, but it was not memorable. We had it, not a big deal. And then we got Lumber Yard, yep. loved it. And then we didn't hear shit. And I have to do a better job, I guess, of knowing when things are coming Dude, out. Dude, but I'm telling you, I'm talking to these fucking, like, I run into reps from Texas, some of my old reps and stuff like that, and they're like, dude, we don't know. 
And then it's something like that. Like that bottle was not on Annie Gunn's bar the night before your birthday. I know because I was there. It wasn't there. Okay. You know what I well, mean? Well, cool. So we got, and then I've, I've found one on a shelf today. And it was like, I want to say it was $88, which is pretty reasonable. That's perfect, especially because they've been coming in around 109 and 110 yeah. the past year, year and, and a half. Um, but we like the Lumberjack. We're still thinking about the, the tea. The tea one for me, though, is I think you had that tea right in your mind right away. It, and I think that's the problem. I think if you just drank it, because I love the proof on it. It's high. It's at like 128 or something, right? Um, yeah, actually, this one, I think, is 122, to be honest. Yeah, it's a lower one. Yeah. Um, but I think that, right away when you go with tea or the, the tea party or whatever it is, and you drink it, I don't know. It's too tea Ford. I don't like it. Well, I got to say, when I had it, by the time we got through our podcast, which we did an early podcast that day, yep. then we came out here and got through our show. Then we went to Annie Gunn's. The boozing hour had kind of started for me. Yes. You bought me a beautiful um, um, uh, old Fitzgerald. Yeah, we did 17, 17 to start. here. Yeah. And then by the time I had that, I, I was just like, it's great. I thought it was good. Well, but then we, we get to Annie Gunn's and we sit down. And I'm looking, you know, you saying hi to everybody. And I look over and I'm like, I don't know that blue sticker. And you know, there's it's one like thing I can say. Purple. You know, you know how you can pretty much rattle off old Heaven Hill. I'm pretty quick about those stickers on on bookers. Yeah, that is a blue. Yeah, and I see, and like especially like when that light hits it, you see it, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that sticker. So I'm like, Eve, what's the what's the last two numbers on that thing? She goes, oh four. I was like, yeah, we're gonna need two of those right now. Let's go. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you want another one? You're like, oh, and I was like, yeah, let's do two more. Let's go. Come on. I'm drinking. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got a driver. <laughs> you know, birthdays after you're 16 and you're 21. Um, I think you're 60. You can make that kind of a big deal. Unfortunately, my 60 came smack dab in the middle of COVID. Heart of COVID, baby. Like a heart of COVID. So, um, and we really hadn't planned. I, I, I just never plan anything for my birthday. Like at the last minute, grab a couple of my close friends. Let's go have some cocktails and some drinks and uh, have some fun. But it just so happened that we got canceled out yep. on, on the Craft Bureau Christmas party here. But, yep. And you guys rescheduled for the next Thursday. And it just happened to hit on my birthday. So I had some high school friends come out and uh, join us. And then my wife embarrassed the hell out of me because she brought a goddamn birthday cake and some balloons. And then they got I did the guy. Take, I did take part in the singing thing. That was me. You're yeah. welcome. And then they got the uh, guy to sing me happy birthday. So what can I do? I just well, dude, to my it. birthday is next weekend. We're either going to be doing business or watching fucking wild card playoff football. So <laughs> that's right. But you know. and even even in saying that, we we, we we don't know that it'll be wild card. Football. This is true. This is true. But I don't know how they can't. But how they're going to figure that out, we'll just see. I don't know. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten into that yet. Right. All right. Well, let's let's do this because we got the star going and we got the pour here. Let's take another sip here. Did you oh, did you open this bottle? Which one? The, this one. Is it freshly opened? The one yeah. we poured? Okay. Well, that's ours too, so. 
about that one there. Now here's the thing I'm gonna say about that. And again, you did allude to this right when we started, maybe the cigar. Second drink, or I think it's my, my, my third, third drink. It's, it's better. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's more evolved, there's more flavor. There's unique. There still is that fucking back. That, that, see, that, this is where the Jack Daniels comes in. Is that, that, that caramel back. liqueur thing? No, it's not even that. It's like a back. Whatever that process is, and I need, a, I need to know that, but whatever that process is, just a back like tart or a um, something on the back of my mouth. And that may be the cigar. Oh, I can't believe this one is like cracking. They better not. Yeah, look at it. Better lick that down, boy. Oh my god. Alright, just baby. Be alright. Um, one figure. Anyway, yeah. And, and 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 again, like I've always talked about, there's some bottles you can open and they don't change a lot and others do. Um, I imagine this one because I've had it. Uh, when I tasted it here, it was fantastic. Yeah. We just opened this. It needs to get a little air in it, but I, I'm sure I'm going to be super happy with that. <coughs> so, have you, have you, speaking of putting air in it, have you heard this new? Uh, I don't know if it's new. I don't know if it's relatively a new idea, what have you. But there are people now that once they get a bottle, they open it, whether they're going to collect it or not. They open it to let it oxidize, then they seal it again. And put it away. Yeah, I've done that. But my thought is, okay, I've done that. I've done this early in the show. Like if I know we're an hour. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you've got that bottle of bunkers right there. Yeah. You open it, let it breathe. You put it down. You put it back in its box, and you put it on yourself. And then you get to it some point later. Oh, I don't know about that. It, see, and and it kind of because you know how like when they when they when the reason you flip your bottles. Because they put that, they use that gas to shove the, the whiskey into the bottle, right? Oh. So when you flip yeah. them over, it just makes it makes sure that any 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 impurities or anything like that inside the bottle that's, still that's do get moved around. That's interesting you bring that up because I've never had that brought up before. But I would definitely, if I was going to buy something from somebody, I, I would not want it open. No, 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 no. No. If it's your private collection, you're not flipping anything, you're keeping it, that, and that's something you found that you like to do, then yeah. maybe, but that runs I'd have, into, have somebody talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Because my, my thing too is, right, like, you know, like you said, if we're gonna be getting an hour into something we know is gonna be a little hot, open it, or we're not sure about it, open it, pop it open, let it go, but we're gonna be drinking it almost immediately, right? But it, that would be like, like on Christmas when I opened that chapter six, the little book. Open it, poured it, and that glass sat there for 10, 10 minutes. You know, it's doing the same thing, but then I reseal it and put it away. So yes, now there's oxygen in the bottle, and yes, now it's gonna age differently, but. Well, let's just put it this way. I, I would worry about it too, especially a guy like me who's got a collection like you do. And where you're keeping it, you want it at a, a certain temperature. I bet in my basement, it stays around 65, 66, pretty much year-round. It's oh, in yeah. the ground. Oh, yeah. It's not getting any light. Everything is primo. And we already have had bottles 
that have been opened and been down there five uh, five years, five six years. Easy, and there's yeah. probably a quarter left, and they're still pouring really good. So that's that that's got to be a good thing. But opening it and put it back, I don't. I, I would think not on that. Well, that's like that. The, the only way I can kind of contrast that in the cigars is people like I've been answering this question a little more lately too. They're like, so if I have some cigars that are naked and I have some cigars that are in cellophane, should I remove the cellophane from the cigars that are in the cellophane? Like my, my easy answer answer to that is, is simple. It's like leave the cigar in which the way it came. You know, like you don't take your naked cigars and throw them in Ziploc bags and roll them over and put them in your humidor, right? You leave them the way that they came. Um, and then there's this whole oh, wait, new thing. I do take the cellophane off my Every stuff. cigar you get? No, but I do take it off the boxes. No, no, no. I'm, not talking about, I'm talking about the cigar. Oh, no. The cigar, right? So Because, from, from my education from you, is that cellophane is primarily, primarily there to protect the cigar. 100%. 100%. So, um, and it's funny because I actually have a picture. I bagged all of... Uh, one of each of all the Las Caveras. And I noticed um, the early ones, the first two or three are not in cellophane. Actually, they didn't go into cellophane until 2020. 20 was yellow? Yeah, and even the ground heads, um, which that's interesting to talk about too because, um, yeah. Oh, it started in 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah, you got 17 through 22 there. Yeah. Which looks really good in the bag. And uh, so that was going to be, I was going to hit on them. And then I was like, it looks too pretty. <laughs> I, I just went ahead and did, uh, <laughs> let's see, 17. I did a 17. Yeah. It, it, I've had that 17. Well, that's not true. I got that probably. I picked up a box of those somewhere a year, year and a half ago, but it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, you know I 17 is one. tattooed on my fucking arm, so, you know, I very much do enjoy that one. Um, would be fantastic if you ever could find out. 14, 15, or 16, so, right? Because the, they are there, right? Somebody may have Somebody's them. got them. My thing, though, is that, remember, I think I told you this, it kind of changed my mind on aging a little bit, right? Look. I got a couple boxes of 17s because those, well, those were the Calaveras that I fell in love. Like for the longest time, like I didn't think anything matched 17. 18 was good, you know. It's not that any of them were bad. It's just like right now, I know I can go home, pull out a 1754, smoke it, and be 100% fucking happy. Like nothing's nothing's gonna change about that cigar. But yeah, but we uh, love a couple of guys. Line. It's just like we love Booker's line. There's so some that are a little more memorable. One of the, one of the guys that hangs out at Lit, Brian, gave me two fifteens for my birthday, and oh, I smoked last year. Like this, ooh, maybe it was two years ago. I don't remember. What was the color on? They're that? white. So fourteen and 15, 14, 15 and sixteen were all white. They were white with kind of, go- and then 17 came in black. Then That's when started the color changed. Change. Yeah. And um, I was so excited to smoke it. I smoked one on my night that birthday, drunk as shit. I don't remember the cigar. I was a little upset about that, right? I cannot believe this thing. Just, just don't pull that band off. And um, Isn't that just like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would, you know. Anyway. Handmade products, sometimes they're gonna explode. Fucking sucks, but um, 
and then I smoked and I smoked another one probably a year ago and you gotta think the tobaccos in that blend from what I've read right I don't I don't know this to be true and then talking to John and stuff he's like the tobaccos in that blend the wrapper was around 18 months two years old binder and filler roughly three years old so now that cigar that those tobaccos are over a decade old so everything going on in that cigar, all those oils are just married together. They've settled down. The cigar is not what it once was, you know? And that's what that was what changed my mind on aging things, right? Because I didn't age things. Like, I didn't have a finite date. But I just throw some shit away. You know, every now and then I'll pull some cigars out and it just, the damn cellophane's almost black and you see a cigar under it, right? You've got some that are doing that now. Um, you've had some that were doing that for a while, actually. But you pull them out and you're like, oh, yeah. And we've done it. We've smoked them. We've been sitting together and smoked them. You're like, how is it? And you're like, I do know what you're talking eh, about. You know, like you it's know good. I noticed that on the most is those Oliva, or not the Oliva, um, the Asylum. Your premiums? premiums? Yeah. I noticed those when I find them. I don't think a lot of people know about that cigar, which is sad. Because I think that's the best cigar in their whole life. Well, how can you blame it when you're getting lost behind the 440s, 550s, 660s, 770s, 880s, 990s? Now they got the goofy 10 120. Yeah, that's right. And they're almost merely selling on size alone. So, all right, what do you think of the cigar so far? Now, yours is yours is busting up, so don't be afraid to talk about that. Talk about it. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like yours caught a vein, and it's just running up the vein. Yeah. And you can actually, this is actually kind of cool, talking about your ash. Uh, turn it over towards you. You can actually see where the break started. See where it starts to darken right there? Yeah. And that line, and then it goes, that's the tobacco breaking. So somewhere, it means that when it was rolled, pressure was applied to however you want to look at that cigar, the right or left side, however. But whatever you do, do not remove that bottom label until you're burning it. And oh, then yeah. pop yeah, it yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but um, it's very rich. And I get, I get that from the broadleaf. I think it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of that, the, that pop rock kind of crystalline thing that I like on the tongues. But there's not a crazy spice side. Um, this may present some of the most leather I think I've ever tasted on a cigar. You know? And you know what? I think it probably is leather. I was going to say, it's not, there's no sweet in it whatsoever. I don't get a lot of spice. I think it's that leather, that tart, almost like, um, I don't know, I don't have a really good uh, explanation for Well, if you want to know how goofy this is, just on that retro helm, that push off of the Jack Daniels, this has, it's got a grainy spice to it, and the only thing I'm plugging here is lasagna. <laughs> now that may mean that I'm hungry, but lasagna, and I'm trading that for like think about this, think about think about lasagna when I say this. The the density of, of the of the the noodle, right? And then you got the meat, and then you got all the seasoning on there. You're gonna have some spices. You're gonna have some herbs. You're gonna have all these things that create this flavor wheel in every bite. And the thing about this cigar is it gives you a lot of that mouthfeel. Like, it, it, I mean, it's a chewy cigar. Yeah, that, that you know, 
I'm just thinking when you get into some of these special um, LEDs and all these things that they put out and you know obviously they cost I don't know 25 30 bucks whatever 40 and then you're like eh, yeah take a shot on and whatever and you do and then um, I, I think your expectations don't need to be very high you just you're gonna get a chance to try something that um, costs more it's a special there's not a whole lot of them out there and you just kind of try it yeah i thought about i thought about this analogy the other day and i was like okay there's a difference between driving a ten thousand dollar 1994 chevy silverado and a hundred plus thousand dollar mercedes e-class right you're going to feel you're going to see you're going to notice the difference between those immediately The thing about tobacco is premium tobacco, cigars, and then spirits, brown goods. Just because a price tag is on something, and I know this is very hard to think about, and I'm not saying I I very much enjoy the cigar. I love cigars. $29.95, phenomenal smoke. Get after it. If you want to try it, and I'll throw aside, I think it's some of the best shit the Fuente family has ever made, and I will not take that away. But... Don't let a price point on a cigar dictate what you expect from it, okay? Because I'll tell you right now, Davidoff has their Oro out, and that cigar is $100, $150 a stick, right? And I guarantee if you smoke that cigar, right? If, If you're a full smoker like we are, you're a big strength smoker, and you look at that price point and just think, damn, this is what it's gonna be. Then you shoe off and you go get a $8 brown label from Top to Y, or you grab grab a $10 Cyclops, or even a $10 Hooligan, or a Reaper, right? It's gonna be so much stronger and so much more body, and you just saved 100% of the money. Yeah. Right? Don't let that draw you towards it. Now, also, think a little bit about price on things, right? So, for example, we've got a, a box from uh, EP Carrillo that's in the humidor over there. The box is $1,100. I want to say there's 12 cigars in it, right? Um, so, when you look at that box, there's, I think it's 12 different cigars, 12 different blends. The average age of each cigar is at five and a half years, right? So, just in that knowledge, just in, like if you're talking about a cigar that's been aged five and a half years, you sell that thing anywhere for $60, $70, right? And that could be a Robusto that sells for that much money. Depending on the farm, on the factory, the roller, etc., you would see that happen, you know? Um, but I agree with that. Don't, don't, let a, don't let a price sticker drive you one way or the other just because. Now, the longer you're in the industry, you're going to understand, right, when you see something that says Padron, Look, they're true, tested, and proven through the decades, right? right. All over a century, that name point is there. It's like I, I did just make a dig on Davidoff a little bit, but hey, 200 years that name's been used in tobacco. Proven, it's there. So you know? here's another little thing I want to shoot out here. I, we never talk about our cigars hardly ever on the <laughs> podcast. But we had our event here, the uh, Trans-Imperial uh, Christmas Party here at Lit. And we had somebody come up to us who he basically said, hey, listen, I want to tell you too that I smoke 
a lot of cigars. And I smoke cigars in a very big circle of guys who buy the best. And he gave us a nice compliment. He goes, I think your guy's cigar is right up there with the big boys. So that's a very nice compliment. But what I want to say about that is, is, is to wrap it up just what we're talking about. I remember about three, four years ago, me and Janine drove down to, um, um, down to Florida, one of the few times, because it's a pain in the ass, but we stopped at like Puta Garda, and I stopped at a little local shop, and I looked at their humidor, and I bought a, um, a JFR, and it was a $7 cigar. And the guy said to me, he goes, you must know your cigars. And I say, why do you say that? Because I know that cigar is $7, but he goes, I'll tell you what, I think that's probably the best cigar in the humidor. And it was a $7 cigar. Yeah. So it just brings my point is don't, don't rate a cigar by the price, you know? Um, I don't know what else to say about that. No, I, I completely agree. It's 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 definitely a way that I think some people get lost in it. Um, you look at you look at something and see a price point. And again, it's not like a. I joke. It's like it's not like a, a house or a car or a, a fucking airplane, right? When you look at a ten thousand dollar house and you look at a two million dollar, you see it, you feel it, you know it's there, you're in it, right? Like I said, when you look at the ten thousand dollar forty year old vehicle and then you look at the a quarter million dollar Bugatti or something. You see it. You feel it. It's there. It's adamant. It's right in front of you. You can touch it. Right? In tobacco, especially when you're reaching that point as a cigar smoker or a bourbon enthusiast, scotch enthusiast, tequila, what have you, your spirit is, you're going to have to take these chances and make these leaps. And I think some of them are really worth it. And some won't be, right? just based on your palate. You know what I mean? You're gonna like some, and some you're just not gonna like, and that's something that people gotta remember. It's and okay. And we have a podcast. We like to talk about different shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's okay to not to not um, not like something, right? If everybody liked the same cigar, there would be one cigar manufacturer in the world. I will say this baby is burning beautiful, and. Um, I like it. I think this was, it it's almost seems to be getting real fat right here. Smoking through it. Well, I love that cigar. So how's that, uh, we're on our last little sip of this uh, yeah. Jack. How do you think it's built up? I like it. I mean, is it going to come in as one of my favorite bibs? No. But... No. Having it in the bib family, I like it. But I will tell you, it's a Jack Daniels that'll sit on my bar. Yeah. I will tell you that. I have been curious about some of these. Uh... Yo, I don't know if you had. Do you pay attention to Jack Daniels at all? No. Okay. Me neither. So when I saw this, I read the Advocate article on it. And one of the things I really liked about it winning, number one, was it was new this year like it did win in the year it was released it wasn't something that's been sitting around for three four years that they, won but uh jack daniels has done all kinds of barrel finishes and, and single and malt i and, have some of those and, to be honest with you i haven't have them in boxes on my shelf do you really and i haven't opened them because i've seen them like actually today i saw like 
they're the squatty little glass bottles. Yeah, they're like, and, they're like, they're like and that. there's probably yeah. five of them in a roll. They all have different finishes or yeah. whatever. There's malt, rye, single. No, I don't rye. have any of those, but I have something like Masters, Distiller, uh, Select, uh, or something. Okay. Okay. And I've had them for probably two or three years. I've never broke them open and tried them, but I do have them. Um, and should probably break into them see if they're worth anything. I mean, we can give give them a fucking diddle, you know. Yeah. I just I never I never thought to try either. And I'm not saying now that I've that we have this that it means I'm going to try it. But if someone's got a bottle of them, we crack it open. I definitely give them a shot. You know, I will tell you this. I I don't know. If I've said it on the show, but I'll say it again tonight. Seven. The line of 1792 um, bourbon. I love them. And um, and you and I've tried. I don't want to say I've tried them all, but I've, I've had my share of them. And um, like, I want to say two or three weeks ago, I finished the last of my sweet week and I've had two bottles on standby. I finally broke open Monday and opened a new sweet week. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's sweet week. Oh sweet my gosh. Definitely There's a fan sweet favorite. Wheat, the high yeah, ride was really out. good. Yeah. I wasn't crazy yeah, yeah. about the bottle yeah. and bond um, that I had. It's got like a yellow tag on the neck, um, but I probably had that two yeah, years ago. Dude, and the I, new you one, you can't find that shit. Now. No, you can't. Yeah, and if you do find them on the shelf, you there are probably one or two of them, and they're a hundred bucks a piece. At least, Jeez. man, like you can't find that shit anymore. That's that. That's hard to get a hold of. But all right, well, let's finish this. Um, I'll let you pick what we're doing next. Yeah, I'm very interested in it, and I think this is going to be so fun if this works out the way I think it is. Well, and I think that's going to change incredibly with that bottle being open for, you know, six months a year. Come back to it. I mean, and by the way, this one, I think this is three years ago because they've got a whole new bottle now. Um, their their bottle their a bottle of bond is a whole different right. bottle now. This is an old school. Uh, I remember I did not like this at all. Oh, this was probably the only the only stuff that me and you tried that we were like like well we have all. a new one. <laughs> yeah. Because the other night I don't know. Do you even know what we had the other night? So High West has started releasing, you know, in that artist series thing they're doing, they've started releasing these new, so they had a High Country bourbon, and then, no, 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 they had had High West bourbon, and they had High West High Country. We got High Country. And that, (laughs) now I see they got just a High West bourbon. Single-handedly is the worst liquid I've ever put in my mouth. I couldn't, I literally... Almost lost it out of my Like, mouth. I've never... I won't call it paint thinner because it wasn't paint thinner, but you know like when someone's painting and then they, they, they stick the brush in the water to get the water off and then they go get a new color? I feel like we drank the color was... The wash was six colors. Like, that was not enjoyable. was not... It's actually got me a little worried. Because I have not tried... Because everybody's got to yeah, understand... But you, you, you would hope... You would have hoped. Like, I'm all down trying new shit, right? Of course. Try to do something new. It's out of a hole. It's yeah. all different now. Go nuts. 
Try it out. Have fun. The, the double oak that we always like was out of bargain. You know what? I'll even give it. There are four you don't fuck with. You don't fuck with Campfire, Boorai, Yippee-Ki-Yay, or Midwinters. Do not start changing anything. Stick to the plan there. Now, if instead of American Prairie, you want to do high country whiskey, fine. So believe, believe it or not, American Prairie, it, it had a little uh, scotch feel to it. Well, yeah, it's it's the the malted malted barley blend is yeah. what's on that one. It's yeah. got a little scotchy feel to it, but still, I still feel like the High West was keeping keeping it together on that, and I right. enjoyed it. It's not like my go-to, and we've had a lot of the Missouri picks that were really good. Matter of fact, we just had one this year that me and you both really Yeah, liked. and we had it again at uh, the Sybil's dinner. That's what we picked for the yeah. Sybil's thing, and yeah. that was really weird. I don't know how this happens. Every once in a while, me and Mark are like, Dude, I'm bringing something to your house. The next thing you know, he shows up, and I got the same damn thing, yep. and we found it at the same time. Yep. But I, I tell you, man, I mean, it's, I don't know. All right, so real quick, before we toast that, how's the cigar going? I really, really, I'm telling you what, look, guys, God of Fire is not, is, this is one of the most expensive cigars we've done on the show. Um... Price point is well, what, around 30 bucks? About 30 bucks, right, after tax, about 30 bucks. Um, but the unique thing about that, I was, I was trying to stop myself when I was saying that, because I'm like, you know, even if it's one of the most expensive we've done, there honestly are not that many cigars that get above $35. There are a few that will punch into that 50, 60 range, because, you know, they only made 126 boxes, yada, 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 things like that, right? Some of those are very much worth it. I hope everybody does try them. Um, so we've had a few C- Cubans that are that are pricey. What, twenty, twenty-five, maybe thirty a stick because they're Cuban. Yeah, you yep. brought them, and then there. Um, I know one night, and I want to talk about it because it's still in my brain. We had with um, Big Rusty uh, in Kansas City one time. He gave me. Uh, was it? Um, well, we, we, yeah, we can talk about that now when we were, we couldn't then, but uh, when we were up there at the country club, we were sitting outside smoking and, and uh, Wreck-It Rusty brought out the uh, Cohiba Corona Gordas, the new sizes on it, and gave those all to us. Those are $33 cigars. You and him smoked a different one than what he gave me, though. Yeah. And the one he gave me, I didn't know if you guys were messing with me or whatever, but... It was amazing. Oh, you smoked Cohiba Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah. It that, was dude, amazing. that's a 24 And then I'm like, hey, I want another one of those. And you're like, oh, I think that's a 40 dollars Yeah, and they got that. <laughs> they have that at all. At all. But that was damn good. And then we loved the uh, Cohiba Weller. Yeah. Which we yeah. loved. But, um, no, but what it was getting at and that kind of the lose there is that this cigar, um, it... And this is the thing too that we drove us all the time. Could we smoke these every day in my boxes? Yeah. Would it be incredibly? And I'm not. Never mind. Take that back. Not every day. Can I buy a box of these? You know, three times a year and smoke them once a month for the year? Yeah, totally, definitely. But this is a really cool cigar. Like when I, if I were to run in somewhere and I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling Padron, right? But I don't really want to try anything. And you got Prometheus like sitting on the shelf, got a fire, like I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna buy it, right? I'm gonna smoke it. I really enjoy what this cigar does. 
I still think it's some of the best Fuente product out there. Um, and I, I, I very much enjoy it. So, Adi, what is it? And kind of give the backstory on what we're getting ready to drink next. So, hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Crafting Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening. And so. Because on our podcast, I kind of started this talking about the bibs. So I would find these bibs everywhere I would go. And I tried to get a collection of bibs that we could talk to that were in the 20. They could be 15, 20, 25, 30, somewhere in that range that were bibs, right? We all know what that is now, four years at, a, at one distillery. Um, so I never had that Evan Williams. So I got it, hunter proof, whatever. And we had it at the Cowboy Bar back in the day. And we opened it, tried it, and it was god awful. Um, now, I we haven't touched it and touched it. And then the yeah, other night. Let's touch on that real quick. Not only was it god awful, so we've been drinking bourbon together steadily for almost four years now. Probably. Like, I'm talking week to week steadily. 18? I had to have met you at 16. Oh shit, it was. Uh, had to be 17. Had to be 17. Okay. That's okay. So we're pushing five fucking years, right? Right. Week to week to, I'm talking weekly like we do. There, is, I will not lie, there have been bottles where we've drank them and we're like, eh, you know, like, okay, okay, yeah, whatever, put it away. <laughs> Next to that, I'm glad we didn't have that bottle of High Country last Thursday, but. Next to that, this bottle that, that he's going to tell you what it is. Dude, well, this. Oh, okay. So the Evan Williams, Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. Sorry, I was, I was on my phone. Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. It was a sip and down and no put it away. Like, we didn't even finish the glasses, man. We shook those. In, before your pool was in and shit, we shook them into the grass. We were well, sitting on that barrel right out there over to the left. We shook them into the grass. Garbage, man. All right, without further ado, I think you're going to be shocked. It's definitely sweeter on the nose. Now that's Heaven Hill juice. Isn't that crazy? I know. And I just had another sip because I couldn't wait. And um, it was that even is, better than what I had the that's, other night. That's, that's better than John Daniels. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not kidding, guys. I don't know if we did that. No, that was way before the podcast we did that. But it, uh, it, that is significantly different. That's That's got like a, um, Again, me and my funny analogies. No, you have peppermint candy canes. So now I'm wishing I would have oh, bought a whole dude. piece of those. Oh, that—that's like a caramel, caramel sucker it like is. with an apple on it. This was this bottle was thirteen dollars. I wish I would have bought a case of these. That's oh my god. That's what you do, man. 
What is that bottle now? So you said it's got a whole new bottle now? Yeah, I think now they're probably 16. I want to say, oh, damn it. Damn it. We should not buy a well, case now. Yeah, yeah, 16, 17. And I, I, I think I saw them at Schnucks or whatever. But are they the same juice? I mean, hell, that's... Oh, I don't like that bottle. Yeah. Why do they put green in it? That's the new bottle there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you guys can see the... Uh, no, you really can't. That's the new bottle versus old bottle. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, put, the, I'll put the images up to show you guys. But Basically, it's got a green line there, and it says it's got a circle with underproof on it. Oh, that's all that's different. They just changed the underproof area. Yeah, they just made the underproof more ev uh, evident. I think it's in yeah, but now that's an enjoyable damn four there, buddy. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I'm going to need to go find that. And that's that's strange, too, because, and again, I'll tell you, and like we've talked about this before, and I've been one to preach about this, actually. I think I've done it with cigars, too. I'm like, look, just because one time you have a product, right, especially with something, I don't think this really affects whiskey as much unless you're in the heat versus you know, cold or, or what have you. Um, and uh, but when it comes to a whiskey, I think it's prominent with whiskey. If you have a whiskey once and you, you, you're like, ah, I don't like it, do it again. Now, I'm not saying at the same moment, but another time when you're doing something else, maybe you just ate dinner, or it's in the morning, judge anybody, whatever try it again and we've done that with a lot of bottles there's been a lot of bottles that just at the moment we're like eh, eh, eh. drain your fish and we come back to it and it's good to go hell baby that right? tea will be good i don't know about that one remember that here i think tea like i think sweet tea when i hear that bottle but i but don't then, mind the tea because what's that um i tried that you know i'm not saying it's a summer beverage but the um you know the teas that I drink. You know, just get a bottle of it. You pull, it's an original, like, half tea something. Oh, uh, Arnold Palmer's? Um, I don't know. It's just some sort of tea. And I really kind of enjoy it. It's like a, a tea spritzer or some shit. I, oh, it's got alcohol. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But yeah. I don't, I don't, I actually don't drink tea, so I don't know. Probably should drink tea, but I don't. Don't know why. Yeah. Anyway, um, the cool thing about this is what I told Mark a long time ago when I first started getting into bourbon. I just noticed that um, as bourbon was getting more expensive and um, I was trying some of the less expensive stuff and then some of the, the more expensive stuff. I, I was finding bottles that were just really good for the value. And then as things and time started going on, I noticed, especially when they passed legislation saying you could sell um, Dusties, meaning like vintage um, bourbon, which they can do down there in Louisville now. Um, Justin's House of Bourbon and 
they had these bottles that were probably six, seven years old, and they were 12 bucks on the shelf at the time, unlike Pappy, 50 bucks on the shelf at a time, that, um, you know, we were trying them, and they were so good. So I tried to strategically find some of these and buy like five, six bottles and put them away and, um, and just see the elevation of the uh, evolution of where they were then and where they are now, price and whatever. I just think it's a really cool thing to do and talk about. Um, so anyway, I just find it really exciting that here we had a bottle that four years ago, we first opened it, we thought it was shit. And now, with the oxygen hitting it, and it's probably been good for two years, we just stayed away from it because we, when we saw it, we were like, oh, yeah, that was that shit we tried one night. And it was really good. So anyway, for me, that's pretty damn exciting. And Jack Daniels, the difference is, is I think, for me, and I'm only saying this for me, and Mark has similar palate, the Heaven Hill juice and their and their bottle and bonds just seem to have um, a consistent theme about them, where they have uh, they have a layered um, quality to them that has a little bit of spice, has a little bit of sweet, a little caramel, um, a little leather. All of those things are kind of layered in their products. They all have maybe little different taste profiles, but. Um, and I think that's why we would probably pick that over the Jack Daniels. But not taking anything away from that. I mean, I think Jack Daniels is on the right path. They're they're, they're putting out some better. Things. Oh yeah, if we're talking if we're talking between the two, yeah. Currently, but I'm yeah. just telling it for our palates, we like that profile of that layeredness that comes with. Heaven Hill Bibs. Right. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. They yeah. just know how to, to... I'm not off kill here, right? Evan Williams is Evan Hill? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. And okay. even when yeah. you said that, I was like, I keep forgetting Evan Williams. And I actually, five years ago, four years, I bought a 12-year, 125 proof. That's right. Right. Yeah. Because they have the Evan Will, Evan yeah, it's Williams right downtown. experience. Yep. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have a bottle I've never opened. It's 125 proof, 12-year. I think it was $100 back in the day, 100, 120, may have been 125 or 125 proof. I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the two. But um, I called Cass about it. I was like, hey, what do you, he goes, get it. Never be disappointed. Now, as we're sitting here, am I looking at the future of miniature golf now. Yes. I've noticed like yeah. they're gonna have like pro leagues yeah. of these miniature courses. So one of one of these illuminated courses is in the armory downtown. Are you sure it's in the armory? Isn't that the one where it's like putt lock or putt lock? I thought that was over at the foundry. Yeah it's one of those. Anyway, I was sitting here, we're watching the, the TVs rolling up here, and they've got all these players out on a miniature golf course that's dialed in, and these guys are rolling the ball left, right, whatever, into the hole, and um, I think that's kind of neat. I think that's fun. Um, I've always thought miniature golf was pretty cool. 
start yeah, out with the kids, then you get your bros, and you yeah. all hit the course. Well, miniature golf is one you of those evolutionary, right? It's one of those evolutionary games, right? Where you can take your kids, play around, have a good time, or you can go hit up with the boys, bring flats, buy beers, get drunk and shit, goof off, listen to music, and you're walking the whole time, right? And it's fun. And you know you're not taking that serious. No, now, I mean semi-serious, right? Like definitely if the courses are done in a way that they design them for a little bit of skill but you, you sure know. yeah yeah right right you, you could um but yeah i love it i'm excited to play golf this year dude i don't know where we'll be playing but we're playing somewhere lots more golf this year yes. back in back in with st albans we're gonna get some rounds in at st albans which um, we had scheduled two different times. Yeah, just health and I've found this out that health and, and older people that don't take care of themselves, they don't really click together. So it's kind of hard to keep shit scheduled. You know, uh, it's weird that way. Well, and then again, to be honest with you, we're still coming out of the last three years. So even though we've been out of it, maybe nine months, we've all been masked. So the flu hasn't been a big deal. Yeah. Now this year yeah. we're getting hit with heavy flu, other little strains of the COVID thing. So and and let's be honest, are we ever going to get out of this? Probably not. I mean, this is a way of life. And if we do get another heavy strain, hopefully we're a hell of a lot better prepared for it this time than we were the last time. Most. Definitely. Although I am no, watching no. this new series called Station Eleven, which is pretty creepy. I don't know about it. Speaking of series, let's do it. Uh, Yellowstone? Yeah. I got it. Watch it. Let's breeze past that one. What you think? Um, well, I think it's kind of a cliffhanger. I mean, well, they... I also don't understand fucking waiting until June for the season to come back. Yeah, we didn't know that till just last night. We thought it was going to be maybe a month or two break. We'd get back in it in February or March. But now we're not going to get the second half of season five till. Are you are you saying it's June? Yeah, yeah. they're talking Father's Day until you get the second half. You get another eight episodes. It's six months later. Like, I don't know if it's a ploy to get everyone to go back. And what was the fucking point of showing Jimmy at the 4-6 in that episode. They wasted and they always, they've Ten done minutes. that all every Wait, season. Fucking wasted. He's even lost more weight. The guy's skinnier now and more burr-headed and they invested, what, at least 20 minutes Dude, I, with him and his little girlfriend down to, at the 4-6s? For him to get flashed in the morning, go fuck her and be late to the fucking horse show? Like, whatever. I, I don't... I mean, I love it. That's awesome. Good for you, dude. But it's a waste of the show, man. So let's breeze past that. Got it, whatever. Uh, obviously, Jamie's going to try and hook up and have Beth killed. And then John's already got plans to have Jamie taken out, right? Yeah, but it's hard for me to believe, too, that Beth's been around that ranch for a long time. And she never knew about the train station. That was a letdown for me. I was just like... I'm like, as crazy as she is, she doesn't know what the train station is at all? Yeah. Like, no way? Nothing. Okay. Tulsa King. Um, did you watch it? Yes. Okay. I did watch that too. Um, I don't know, man. They really rushed it. 
I mean, we were, we did eight episodes with him, and I felt like they were kind of building this, and it was going along, and then all of a sudden, the last two episodes, you know, he kills his dad, and he wants to be the head. He's not happy because his dad said to his son, of course, if you, if you were, were half, half of what Dwight was, blah, blah, blah. So that's not a good thing to say to your son. Yeah, no, you don't do that. But these guys are Italians, and now... Um, and it, it, am I to understand? There's another episode, not yeah, another episode. Yeah. So he's going to be down there's there. Two more I feel like they really rush it these last two episodes. But well, um, that was part of my point. It's more is, entertaining than anything else. Yes, yes. It's, my point is, I was like, I hate these 35 minute episodes. You know what I mean? You could pack so much more story in if you just went a little bigger than. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're rushing. They are. You know, and the black guy who is um, is his, his driver. Yeah. yeah, he's he's becoming really annoying to me. He's goofy and fun, man. Because I'm, like, I'm a father, right? Cool and yeah. and I, I'm so on his father's side. And this this I mean he can't he won't even listen to Dwight, and he's wanting to hold his gun like some um, who who's the uh, oh the bar owner. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, he's watched yeah, yeah. too many bullshit, you know, Matrix movies yeah. where they can shoot guns upside down and shit. And he's like, no, man, you're going to get yourself killed. And, uh, but I, I'm just taking it as uh, entertainment value. I love Stallone. They got him dressed up. They got him looking good. He's all pimp. Um, so it's entertaining. Um, I think the writing on it is entertaining. I think the characters they, the characters they picked are pretty damn good. Um, I don't know. It's just pretty funny. But I looked up on Google and it looked like they only had eight episodes, but it looks like they've got another one. So I guess we'll have to see how this all kind of concludes next week. And um, uh, Mark the Viking stepped away for a minute. And the only catch up I didn't do was um, 1923. I think that's the date. I always get them mixed up. But I think it's, I, I'm not caught up with that one. And I am enjoying that too. I think one of the things I like about it is big cinema. You know, not only are you getting to see the history of the Duttons, uh, but you're getting to see the history spread out, like in wartime in Africa. So you're getting to see different um, um, different planes of cinematography. And I have not seen, I was just saying that I'm caught up on everything except uh, uh, 1923. I haven't seen that recent one. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. Mm. The last one, so you know, she's you. running down and she jumps in the car with him. And that's that's the newest one. Oh, wait, no, there's one more. No, no, I started. I started the third one. Okay, yeah. 1923 is developing to be the better. I don't know. Yellowstone's been a little weak this year. <laughs> Well, I was saying to the podcast that what I like about it is you're just not, right, it's all done in big cinematography, mm-hmm. so we're not just seeing the Dutton terrain, we're seeing them at war, we're seeing them in South Africa, and we're getting to see the, this different cinematography 
and different timelines and different countries. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, I very much like, I very, very much like the, the Dutton, um, the other brother, like, well, it's um, in Africa. In Africa. I, I yeah. really like that storyline. That one's fun. Yeah. Um, and I like the, the cinema, the cinematography they're doing on it. It's great. Um, still trying to figure out how they're going to all of a sudden pull in this, uh, the four sixes. I don't know how. Well, that's see, and that's be. what I thought. So, hear me out. You so know the how four sixes is going to be them bringing all the cattle down there. That's what I think because they're moving into the panhandle. They're going to be down there for a year, so, so now they're going to be able to yeah. shoot down and see what's yeah. happening. With, with is it is the skinny guy Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're all going down there, and they're going to be with Jimmy and that whole shit for a while now too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now. Um, I'm probably not going to get his name right, but uh, Rennie, Renner? Jeremy Renner, yeah. Yeah, who got, he's got some property in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, he got ran over by his own plow. Helping some people or yep. whatever, so he's kind of fucked that's up. A th- but good thing they already filmed season two of uh, Mary Kingstown. Comes right, which starts yeah. in another week. Yep. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that yeah. series. I thought that was really good. Mayor King, oh, Mayor Kingstown is fantastic. Sorry, I, I misunderstood what you were saying there. I apologize. Uh, Mayor Kingstown, if you know it's another Sheridan Sheridan show. It that and Yellowstone are my two favorite. Obviously, that it's doing, but Mayor of Kingstown is based. It's actually based on a real place in Canada. Actually, where there's there's this town where the main employment process is four, three. I think it's three prisons that kind of triangle this town and that's where everybody works in the prison system everything around that uh, but Renner's just he's, he's, he's great at it man like the way the way they the story is kind of like an, he's an obviously he's an ex-felon that they call him the mayor because he handles gang relations and prisoner issues and everything from the outside with the gang members that are outside of prison and it shows the most like <laughs> How did I try to explain it? Remember that show Oz? Yep. Do Oz in 2022. That is what Mayor of Kingstown is. From the outside looking in. That's the way they portray that whole show. And it's it's fantastic, man. He, he even said on on his, his social networks, he goes, season two is bigger and way more high speed and hard hitting than season one was. And you remember how season one ended? So... That's our TV catch-up. All right. Football. Oh, actually, what about the cigar with the Evan Williams? Because now the cigar is different with the Evan Williams. Now, yours was yours was cracking, so it did burn faster. I think I like with the Evan Williams better. Because I think that a little bit of that sweetness and that layered helps because this is kind of a there's not a lot of spicy um, uh, notes to this right it's kind of um, uh, dry leathery and whatever and I think that Evan Williams adds a little so here's what I'm gonna say about the two I think the Evan Williams actually dumbs the cigar down a little bit the Evan Williams produces more sweetness, which I think is kind of drawing away from that leather semi-spice on the cigar. 
that's what was really cool about Jack Daniels bonded is maybe it's the oak or whatever is that bonded there for me and you were you were getting I don't know maybe you're getting more of a true sense of what the cigar was like with uh, Jack Daniels I'm just different. saying this one was more explosive with the flavor where this one is more comparative with the flavor you know, obviously being Heaven Hill Juice, I don't think you can argue it's going to be sweeter, right? I mean, I think that's, is that a fa- fair statement, right? Yeah. If you, so let's just go base, right? If you take Evan Williams, what is it, 1870 or 1817, whatever, and then Jack Daniels and then take Woodford and then take Elijah Craig, Evan Williams would be the sweeter, well, oh yeah, either that or Elijah Craig would be the sweeter of the four, you know, take, you know because, because of the Heaven Hill Juice. Um, both good though I'm just surprised this is so much better I mean from being just I was too dog shit <laughs> from being so bad yeah now I kicked myself I didn't buy more of those as I said but anyway well good thing it didn't become $155 a bottle and we still get it for 15 bucks. yeah All right, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Hamlet thing from the Bills. Uh, I think everybody agrees. We hope that kid pulls out. And everybody's probably, I mean, I've never seen a football accident get this much coverage. I mean, the only one that I remember was when, um, and, and I'm horrible with names, but the Washington Redskins, the quarterback that was just, Visually, when the quarterback broke his uh, leg, what was his name? You know, he was very intrinsic quarterback. Always talked about he, he just was a talker, and he broke his leg. And there was just so much about how bad that break was. Well, for forget that Dak Prescott two years ago snapped his leg in half. Very similar. Yeah. And but a lot this of is talk about this. The thing about this is this is the first time. Like you got to think, dude. He was on that field for twelve and a half minutes. But when you go back and do the recap, after he fell, they were on him. Oh, they were. They were there. Steps. They were there. And they were already yeah. giving him CPR. Look, when, a, when an ambulance has to be driven on the field, you know, like it was. And then the thing, the, the biggest thing about this is he was. Not awake when he got went in the ambush. You know what I mean? Like right. he, he was he was he was still unconscious, right? They were able to defibrillate his heart back into a normal rhythm, which that's very good. But he wasn't awake. That's the issue. Is there like heard that, he that had awake. to happen two times now? I think. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of positive things. Seems like he's making a comeback. What that means, we don't know yet. But as far as the doctors and what I've heard. The doctors are happy the way he's responding. He's right. breathing on his ventilator. Um, it's a certain percentage that they're happy with. And I just think it's going to take some time. But it looks like things are moving in a positive direction. Right. So, look, the thing about this game is it's the crucial game to the playoff format of the AFC Championship. This game has to be played. Yeah, because let's just face it. I think everybody feels like um, that if you're looking at Super Bowl contenders and percentages, um, give or take, 
you're probably looking at those three teams, the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs, that is probably one of the faves making it all the way to the end and taking the crown. So this game is huge. But as me and you were talking before the podcast, as it sits right now, and they did say they're going to make a decision by the end of the week on what they're going to do with the Bills-Bengals game. They have to. If the Bills and Patriots played, which the Patriots had one of their best games they've had in probably four or five games. They're going off. So they're going to play the Bills Sunday? Saturday. Okay, either way, Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, sorry, Sunday, yeah. Okay, so I thought it was Sunday, but either way, um, if the Bills lose that game, then that's a whole different scenario that plays out at that point. So, I don't know. It's crazy. It's really How they're going to handle this is going to be really interesting. Exactly, and and I want to come back to the cigars a little bit after this, but... Biggest issue for us is Chiefs fans, and, and obviously, look, you don't want to overlook what's going on with, with the Hamlet and the Bills organization and everything like that. You don't want to do that, but I think anyone that's watched football long enough or pays attention to any of TV, it's not going to be cheap or easy to reset program dates for playoff play. Right, you know, you got to think literally right now. The next four years, the date of the Super Bowl is already paid for and in place. They've they're decided, like they're already done. Right, if you move it, right, like look at how sports kind of fall into each other. You know what I mean? When one thing ends, there's like a one two week lull in the main sports, right? And then you know, look, NFL is going to end, XFL is going to start, spring training will follow that, right? Summer hockey, you know, it, it all it falls into order with each other. Timing is huge, you know, and there's it's not that easy to flip that back around. That's the biggest issue there, you know. Um, it, it's got to be played. You know, you got to play the games. And I know everyone's like, oh, just push the playoffs off a week. Um, but then you're always going to end with that. Remember during uh, the pandemic when uh, we were joking about the Stanley Cup? We're like, it'd be great to see the Bruins and the Blues play again. But no matter who won, there'd be an asterisk next to their name because it wasn't a full season. If yeah. you push the playoffs and suddenly teams that should have had the first round buying home field advantage are playing back to back to back to back into the Super Bowl. And say, because I still think it's going to be Chiefs Eagles in the Super Bowl, right? Say the Eagles win, you know that the Chiefs organization will be like, well, if it weren't for this. If the Chiefs win, you know, the Eagles are, well, we had to play this, this, like that. It's going to create this whole big asterisk attached to some side of it for the Super Bowl, you know, the 22-season Super Bowl, and you don't want that. Well, I don't know how they're going to do it because I've played it around in my head a bunch of times, and um, I just don't know how they are going to fairly get through this process because everything – you know, it's like everything's connected. A has to happen for B, B has to happen for C. Right. And now them coming ahead and saying, hey, we're playing this weekend. And I just think that's crazy because now if the Patriots beat the Bills, and of course there's some other things that have to happen for other teams, right? But for but us, still, Bills just got to lose once. That's it. They got to lose right. one time. <laughs> But, all right, let's bring it back towards the cigars. 
So how is this finishing for you? You're you're about an inch ahead of me, maybe two. But how's it going down? I gotta tell you, man, that Evan Williams. What's unique about this with the cigar is you draw the cigar and you let the cigar go. You still got some of the smoke kind of floating around. This like shoots across your tongue, goes in your throat, and you taste all of it, and then the smoke comes back. Yeah, I love the pairing. I mean. I never would have thought this would be our second one we'd be talking about our first podcast. I know. But um, it's came in uh, to, I mean, I almost wish I had my six-year here. Right, uh, right. I, I, I can't imagine it doing that, but it's it's turned out to be very, very good. Uh, yeah, I like the cigar a lot. As we start getting down through it, it it's getting more and more of that tongue presence. So the yeah, again, I'm this, into the fat of it. Now. This is what I'm gonna say. I think this is probably the most leather bound tasting cigar I think I've had. Um, it just kind of hugs your tongue. There's a little bit of spice there, very very little. Bit. So it's more of a after spice. But you know what's really weird is for my birthday that night, um, I got a leather. I got a candle, and it's leather-smelling candle. I've never ever had a, you know, because we always talk about leather. Who? How do you get leather out of us? And when I smell this candle, I can kind of see. Well, and you, you've you've heard me talk about like when people go off on every, and it always seems to be a Maduro wrapper or a Broadway. Everyone goes, oh, it tastes like leather. And you've heard me say this. I'm like, dude, you don't go buy a new leather wallet or a new pair of cowboy boots and fucking lick them, right? It's more of that nuance. It's the smell of it, right? I can get that. Like, when you smell leather, like, when you get a candle, like, you usually have leather, right? So I have that lavender and leather that sits in the office yeah. of the house. When that's burning and I'm smoking, like, a big, like, I'm smoking a Cyclops, right? Or smoking a... Uh, uh, Tatsuya with Kaya Broadleaf, right? You like, oh, okay, okay. I, I can see that now. I, I get that, right? But I don't I don't see leather as a taste. What I mean by this, like you kind of say it's bounding to my tongue, right? All the flavor on this cigar is literally drying my tongue in. You know what I mean? It is. But it's not drying it out to where it's gone. It's drying it out to where it's like holding the taste. The cigar doesn't go away, which I like that. I do enjoy that. I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Look at those white sand bunkers. Yeah, right. God, those are beautiful. So, getting excited for the part of the the uh, playoffs. I'm headed to Vegas this weekend. I leave Friday. Um, I'm going and to so, uh, eight. I'm taking some craft bureau down to eight. I'm gonna try and hand some shit out at eight and Resort World. Do they play Saturday? Saturday at one thirty. Um, that's a three thirty game here. Here, yep, yeah. Um, I hope that's a good game, and I, I hope the Chiefs. Um, and I gotta say again, I, I really think some of the officiating. Now I will say this: I think some of the officiating has been hard on the Chiefs in the last three games. I, I think that 
Mahomes has been slammed to the ground a couple times, and no, uh, this roughing the passer thing is fucking off the hook. I, I see them call it on one. I don't even know how they called it. And then yeah. I see him get grabbed by the neck and thrown to the ground, and they don't call shit. I will say I think we got lucky on a pass interference on a big down um, last week that helped us out. But overall, I'm just hoping it's a little better game. So, it's a little more because I think Pacheco has been pretty damn consistent. He's gonna go off, man. Um, um, Lulu, Juju, like Juju, Juju, yeah, yeah, Juju Smith, Juju is is back a little bit. Uh, All the Nico other guys Hardman, are contributing. Nico was activated today. Um, uh, my thing is, you know, I told you I was worried about, right? I was, I worried that if. You know, and, and I, I do still believe this. If the if that game, if that unfortunate incident hadn't happened on Monday night, if the Bengals had beat the Bills, the Chiefs this weekend would not have played their starters. But but now there's this weird asterisk, right? I think the Chiefs are the whole full board of first team play oh, is going to play yeah. this whole fucking game. Hell yeah! Because you have to win that game. Have to for no. There should be no doubt. You have to end the season fourteen and three. And now Carson's go. gone. He won't be playing. No. Yeah. Um, so Who, uh, it's really, not, what was his name? Derek Carr. Carr. Or yeah, Derek, Derek Carr. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carson was with them. Carson Wentz was with the uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Or the yeah, Saints. Yeah. Saints. Where's he at? Saints. Philadelphia. Again. Somewhere. I don't know. That's the new NFL. Right. Who's with who this year? Whatever I don't know. Take fucking NASCAR or college yeah, football like you, coaches. You can barely root for a team anymore because you don't know who's with it's who. It's like this guy's been an offensive coach for twelve years. How many teams played for him? Seventeen. What? You know. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a big weekend. Um, you know, barring what has happened uh, in this game, but I now. You watched the game. What were did we get a full? It's all like kind of shady for me. Did we get a full quarter in? Weren't we no. into the second? No, no. There we were. Even it was seven three. Last there I was remember, five like five minutes and forty or fifty seconds left, something like that. Of yeah. the first quarter. Of the first quarter. And Bengals were up seven. And that and that that's the biggest reason they can't just call the game, right? If it were. You know, the third quarter with two minutes left and the Bengals are up 27-3. I don't even know how you could do that. But they, I, but I, especially it would when be, you see the Chiefs win a game right. in 13 seconds. It would, but, right, but it would be an easier point then to, to, to do what you were going to do. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I don't know. This is going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Because if the Chiefs go out there and they play a good, solid game and they win, and let's say the Bills are the Bills playing. Let me tell you something. Somebody, is somebody pay- out of those three teams, the Bills, the Bengals, and the and the, and the Chiefs are going to get fucked. Either in in quickness of gameplay, like as far as matchups go, or someone's going to be given a free ride. That something it's going to get messed up. It's too late. It's too late. Like, if this were week two, you could work it out and play a double game Thursday into Sunday, right? You, you could do that. That's and not a big no deal. Crazy but came tomorrow night, nope. Right? Nope. Because uh, I was even thinking about that. Well, they could do a Wednesday, whatever. 
Are the Bills Patriots game? Is it in New England or is it in Buffalo? This is New England, and the Bills are at the Patriots. Oh man, I think I so. Think. If they win that game, that the whole scenario flips. That play, uh, you know, the Chiefs played a good game, took care of Oakland. They won out. You know, the Bills lost, and to no, it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's good. Yeah. That's what I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying they, they, they gotta go in, they gotta win, they gotta knock it out, they gotta hammer it down. It, it just has to happen that way. So, Bills win, then the scenario stays very. Uh, right. But anyway, the Vikings, where the hell did they go? The Eagles. I mean, they've lost their two. Well, Justin Fields isn't on the field, yeah, right. so their that quarterback that fucks yes. it up. You yeah. know. And what's another? I mean, I guess now the Green Bay's back. Their defensive help them. Hey, get. I just want to remind everybody of one thing. I told you to watch out for the New York Giants. Yep. You know, I mean, it because they've secured playoff spot. They're in. You know, they're they're gonna wild card it. But a fun fact about the New York Giants, when you look back at their past two Super Bowl wins in 08 and in 12, they were bottom seed in the wild card, won all three games, and then won the Super Bowl, beat the Patriots 17-14 both times. Or 17-14, 21-17. Right? I, think that, I think that's right. And what about the Chargers? Because I've heard a lot about the Chargers. No, they're, I, think, I don't think they're... I don't Are think we worried about the Finns at all? I think the Finns have been they, going they were there. They were cruising, but if they don't win, I mean, actually, to, to be honest, the, fuck, the Jaguars are fucking kicking, dude. Yeah. They're, they're cruising. I mean, they're putting the work in. It's it's getting it's getting fun. I mean, well, yes, the last thing in. to discuss, too, is in football world, is uh, next Monday night, there'll be the national uh, championship, TCU and Georgia. Georgia all day, baby. All day. All day. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, let's hope it's a good game. Definitely hope it's a good game. Yeah, it, oh, it'll be a good game because here's my point too, right? So, you know, I had, I had made bets and was joking around and everything like that. Um, you know... I was talking to a bunch of guys. Those matchups got started. And as soon as everyone saw TCU versus Michigan, they wrote TCU off. And I'm like, if you guys really watch TCU, like they got Max Duggar. That quarterback is put it this way: his skill level is not at Mahomes, but his his movement. He's twice as large, and he's not scared as shit. That's a wild card you can't count for. He'll run at you. Like, he doesn't care. Everybody was like, no, no, no. I took double or nothing. Not that they, TCU would win. TCU would win and cover the spread. TCU did just that. Now, I will tell you this. Georgia should have laid it down on Ohio State. That game never should have come down to what it did. If Georgia plays like that against TCU, they will lose. They will lose that game. So Georgia needs to go back to Kirby House and just dialed in football, play Georgia schematics, get big, run slow, win the game. Because if, they, if Stetson Bennett starts trying to do his crazy, fun, silly shit, that game is over so hard and so fast. It won't work. But I do think I do think Georgia wins by 17 points. 
Wow. Yeah. I hope not. I hope it's closer than that. God, look at that. How beautiful is that? Holy crap. Well, we're watching. I don't know. We're watching some golf. It's, it's golf town. Yeah, that's somewhere in... That might be Hawaii. Cause they start the Hawaiian. The Hawaiian tour starts next week. Yeah, that's a century tour. Yeah. And it may be right there. Um, all right, so... I'm gonna. I gotta pee again. Sorry, a lot of water. Uh, what? Um, we're gonna get into another score, of course. Uh, have another pour. Um, what are you looking forward to this year in the cigar side? Both Craft Impero and um, just cigars regularly, right? Okay. Right. Start with that. I'll be right back. Are we doing a break? Or are we? No. Just go ahead. Okay. Well. Of course, you know, this year we'll have another release of the Las Caveras, the Tatuaje line. Um, you know, Tatuaje will do something, you know, I don't know what is scheduled for the next redo. Uh, Mark gets back, he may have some insight on that, but I think it's going to be status quo. I think you're going to still see the, um, the regular things that we always look forward to every year of happening, uh, I think in the cigar industry, I think it's gonna be status quo of what we see new come out. Um, in the bourbon side uh, and whiskey spirits, I, I don't know, I mean, because there's so many things happening, leap and bounds with all these different companies um, introducing some new things. Um, I, I didn't even know, uh, didn't tell Mark this today, but you know, Lux Row has been purchased by MPG or MGP, and um, I just bought a bottle of Ezra 7, which is their rye, um, which is done out of Indiana this time. Um, and I have not opened it, I just got it today. There was only one bottle left. So I'm excited about trying that. And then, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, where Booker's goes this year. As, of course, what's funny is we're just now trying the year end on the 2204. Um, uh, is it Pickney's? And I guess this was a nickname for Fred Nove. Um, and we're going to have some of this maybe at the end or off hours. Uh, we had that on my birthday, and I, I thought it was fantastic. I don't know if it beats uh, Lumberyard this year, but as always, we'll get them together and do a little tape test like I think we did this summer. We pulled what I thought was five or six, and we tried them again, but... Um, yeah, we're going to have another pour of this and see if the other night we thought it was as good as it is tonight. Um, but I, I was saying, I, I don't think cigar-wise um, things will change. I think the things that come out, what is the, um, I, I was talking about, I think things will stay status quo. What is Tatuaje thinking on their redo with the... Uh, so it's going to follow it track this year. What uh, is so that this year, maybe? Frank Track, I believe Wolf is next. Um, the Redux will continue in order. Uh, he's going to do all the original 13 monsters in the next, you know, 11 years. 
um, and that's that's how it's going to go. Uh, I do think that you're going to see more regular production Tatawai product back on the market. And, um, you know, of course, I'm excited to see. I, I saw the other day, uh, John posted for Crown Heads. There were four sizes he was smoking on. Uh, he's already sampling Calaveras for this year. So I'm excited to see what comes this year. Um, maybe we can go back to black boxes. That'd be great. Because that white box that I'm telling you, like when you look at my entire box collection of Calaveras from 17 to 22, Boom, 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 white box. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you're saying you like to see him change his boxes up just like we... Go back to the black. Go back to the black box. I dipped into some boxes tonight uh, and filled up my thing with some different stuff. But uh, I, I was saying, I think mean, everything in the cigar line will stay status quo. I don't think anything's going to come out that's going to be super interesting. Um, I did sell them that also today I bought a Ezra 7 year, which we have loved. Yep. I mean, really, almost anything that Luxro puts out is good. I found one bottle, and he said they didn't get a lot of their rye, 7-year rye, which just came I didn't even know that was... I didn't know it was a thing. So I bought a bottle of that, and they said it was really good. So I'm excited about trying that. Um, and I think there'll be some new expressions that'll come out throughout every all of the major brands that are trying to do something a little bit different. Um, Luxro being one of them because now they're they're owned by MGP. Right. Which is, I think this is a new one for them. Uh, yes. And uh, I did have, and I don't know if you've had it yet, but Rare Breed came out with a ride too. And I don't know if you've tried that. I have not. I but saw I have it, that I as well. Not. And it's yeah. good. It's great. It's great. Um, seeing as we're sitting here at Lit Cigar Lounge. The rides are not going anywhere. No, not at all. But next time you see us at Lit Cigar Lounge, we'll be in the new space, the new build out. Uh, the next podcast we do, the first one we do in February, will be in the VIP lounge of the new space. Um, so that'll be cool. We'll do it. We'll do a tour around there. We'll do a thing. And when we'll is that right scheduled out. to be open? Uh, first week of February. So. Okay. Right. So that'll be cool. That'll be fun. You know. But. Um, take a little break. Yeah. Go ahead. But yeah, that'll be fun to get into. Definitely. I gotta tell you guys, as we get down towards the end of this, got a fire in this size, right? So I, I told you in the beginning, I do smoke these in the tubo. I very much enjoy that tubo. This cigar is developing a very uh, Asian spice point to it. What I mean by that is it's got, if you've ever had orange chicken or if you've ever had a, a sweet and spicy chicken or a, there's kind of that citrus buildup that happens in the, in the back of your throat and then you get the spice on your tongue. It's actually fascinating how this cigar builds that way. Uh, I very much enjoy the size line on it, which, which is fun. Um, it's distinctly different than the tuba, which is one of my favorite things about cigars. We talk about them all the time. Is that a, a size does not always play that much of a difference, right? Between a Robusto and a Toro, you're not gonna see a lot, right? But between a Churchill and a Corona, 
massively different, right? You take a Robusto in a tube that's been wrapped in cedar during its entire packaging process, so you add another six, seven, eight, nine months, a year, however long the box is sealed, of age to that cigar, it's gonna create a different flavor profile and a combustion rate to that cigar. Then you look at something like this, the Dia, the Dia de Menes, right? The cigar is in cellophane, it's a beautiful cigar, it looks great, you come to a slightly narrowed foot and then build back into the body and then finish with a bellicoso cap. You kind of get a concentrated feel, then a heat burst, then a flavor profile. Now, as the cigar is, quote, mellowing through its build, it's just getting bigger and bigger in its, in its spice profile, which, is fascinating really i mean it really is you wouldn't expect the cigar to change that much now i get people that ask me all the time they're like hey can you explain this cigar to me and people will know if you've talked to me about the cigar i will not go this deep into a cigar right away before you get into it because i've talked about this before as well i have actually sold more in tobacco by telling someone what i did not like about it than what i did like about it and i'm not going to say more but i've been able to sell that way and it's completely unintentional it's just someone's asking your honest opinion. I'm going to give you my honest opinion about the tobacco. Okay? The last thing I ever want to do is put you on a cigar that, that I'm telling you all these things that you're going to enjoy it. Then you cut it, you light it. And it's just the worst two hours you've had. Drawing on this cigar and it doesn't work right. You're not having a good time. It's not what this cigar is about. Um, so I've made it a very big point to make sure that, that I'm clear with everybody about a cigar, but I won't get into these finite details. You know, like if I were to describe this cigar to you and you walk in, I would lead with as not the largest Fuente fan in the world. Based on all the Fuente I've smoked, I think that some of the Prometheus side, especially the God of Fire product, is some of the best finished product that, that Fuente's ever done. Especially when you know the history on Fuente and you talk about what they've done with Broadway. This broadleaf, Connecticut broadleaf Maduro on this cigar creates a phenomenal palate pleaser. Strength on the cigar is right around, uh, if, if you're not a full smoker, a full strength smoker, it will be a full cigar. But it's around a medium, medium plus. And then it's got a sweet balance and boom to the body on the cigar. It's worth it every time. Definitely, 100%. What are your thoughts? How long have we been on these cigars now? Hour and 30 minutes. Now, Grant, we've been talking or whatever, but this is, it takes a while to put this cigar away. And we probably still, honestly, we probably still have another 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. On this cigar. No doubt. I got a fucking half hour. (laughs) I think it's cooking, right? Now, yours, yours was splitting, so it did speed up the burn time on the cigar, like the actual combustion method on the cigar. So, I don't know. But I tell you, the Evan Williams was amazing. I enjoyed that a lot. And that Jack, that Jack Daniels bonded. I'm not, I'm not, that's gonna be on the bar. I'm not upset about that at all. That will be something that I sip on every now and then. I mean it. Yeah. And I'll break out some vintage stuff. I think I've got, I think I've got some Jack Daniels in the box from 12 years ago. That was like the master distiller's cut or right, something sure. like yeah, that. Yeah, one of those finished yeah. things. Yeah. All right, well, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to finish off these cigars. Uh, we're going to sit here, maybe have another one. We're going to do a little business, do a little talking, kind of hang out a little bit, catch up before we dip out. Um, thank you to Lit Cigar Lounge for setting us up in here today. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next month, and we'll be in the uh, 
VIP line. So wow, yeah, it's gonna be great. Door open, everything. And I haven't even awesome. seen it. You've got to see a little something that's yeah, going on. It's coming together, man. Right. It, it'll be, it'll be one hell of a reveal. I'll tell you that. That lounge is going. It's, it is hands down. It will be one of the best lounges you've ever walked into. Um, but it'll be one of the most enjoyable as well. You know, it, enjoyment is measured based on how you're feeling. It, it's. I want everyone, anyone that's ever been to Lit, you've been inside the shop with us, or you've been here doing a podcast or anything like that, or some of the videos we do, I want you to just imagine what's happening just bigger, right? It's not like, the, it's not a schematic change, it's not a color change, nothing like that, you are changing the attitude, the personality of the place, just bigger to accommodate what is needed. Um, it's going to be fantastic, I'm very excited about that, uh, but from the Viking uh, mahalo guys thank you for the first episode of the year and then uh, we'll see you next week yeah and from the cowboy as always thanks for listening in and here we are 2023 and um, let's make it a great year man hopefully there's a lot of fun things ahead this year we'll see you next week giddy up you're listening to stone tribe on the craft and puro podcast download our brand new song island time and help us raise money for united cerebral palsy 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.